Who let kids at that party? Nothing but Nazis from now on. (laughs) Nobody wants to be that depressed. Shut up, Bobby. You're fine. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. Also, this is Up Yours Downstairs. I don't know why... Yeah, this went all over the place. This just... Boy, it just went (laughs) pinged from hither and yon. Look, the point is, it is a truth universally acknowledged that any podcast that is about British period dramas must be in want of an episode about Pride and Prejudice. Yes, and said episode must feature a forced joke around the famous first line of the novel. Right? So we've got it covered. So forced. <laughs> so incredibly forced. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We haven't podcasted in a bit. No, it's been uh, some, some time. So our apologies, uh, you know, yeah. life, well, it's I mean, bigger. <laughs> it's bigger than you, and we have not been home. That's true. And, I mean, we have been podcasting, just not with each other. What have you... Oh, right. You've been doing Whalecast. Yeah. I was like, what? Do you have a friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm doing Red All Over, the Handmaid's yes. Tale podcast, which, man, Hulu punked our asses. <laughs> yeah. We thought we were so on top of it because we had screeners mm-hmm. and we like, we had the pilot ready to go. It was like scheduled to go live, like right at midnight. Mm-hmm. It was all fucking set, man. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, they dropped three episodes on the first day. So now tomorrow, I'm spending the whole day <laughs> podcasting and editing these podcasts just so we can get caught up and yeah. I'm leaving town again. Yeah. So, I, you know, be, basically we have to do three episodes of The Handmaid's Tale tomorrow. Uh, um, yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm not you. Then. Yeah, right? My <laughs> life sucks right now. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> thanks to my gender, I don't have to do that. <laughs> Give it yeah. time. <laughs> no. And, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking as I was watching Pride and Prejudice that, oh boy, Kelly's, the fact that Kelly's doing Handmaid's Tale right now too, like, there's, uh, I feel like there's some relevance there. Really? Yeah. I didn't feel that at all. <laughs> yeah. No, mostly I was watching Pride and Prejudice like, man, no wonder my ideas about relationships are so jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be that as it may, before we get into the recap, uh, well, first of all, we should say this is the first uh, Patreon yes. reward uh, that we've done. That's right. Uh, which is very exciting is for exciting. those of you who sponsor us on Patreon. That's right. You're going to get your money. You're going to get your money's worth. So this first episode is free. Yeah. You can have this. <laughs> That's free. Uh, but subsequent episodes will be available only on our Patreon feed. That's right. So if you want to hear our reflections on the remaining five episodes mm-hmm. of Pride and Prejudice, all you have to do is pledge us a dollar a month. Right. A dollar a month, people, <laughs> for whatever content we put up there. You'll get Whalecast. That's right. Whalecast is a drunken good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we post other things there. We do sometimes, just yeah. randomly. And yeah. we're gonna, we're getting this, I swear to God, we're getting the swag together, people. <laughs> look, we both have jobs. We wish we didn't, look, if we could not have jobs mm-hmm. and just cater to your whims, <laughs> that's right. we would gladly do that. That yeah. would be really cool. Uh, but anyway, so... Uh, if you do donate a dollar, then we'll be even closer to getting our next Patreon reward, Five Maggie Smiths, right. where we will recap five movies starring the one and only Dame Maggie Smith. That's right. 
which I'm excited. I remembered about Hook again the other day. (laughs) And I'm like, I have so... You're always remembering about Hook. I am always remembering about Hook because it is like, what was going on with you, Steven Spielberg? Like, for serious. Are you okay now? Like, why did you do this? Like, why were you suicidal? Yeah. No, look, he had this issue. He worked through it. And then he's like, okay, fine. Nothing but Nazis from now. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry about the whole Peter Pan thing. I I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Kate Capshaw, it's your job now. Rein it in. Don't let this happen again. I, is he still with Kate Capshaw? I have no idea. My mom hated Kate Capshaw because Steven Spielberg left his first wife for her. Right. My mom has really strong opinions about marital fidelity. Yes, she does. Uh, I can only assume because she wishes she could do something. Uh, maybe it's just because she loves Pride and Prejudice. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think she likes Pride and Prejudice fine. Well, right. I mean, who doesn't? Um, I honestly know, like, right. I looked it up on Wikipedia before this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, cause I was thinking as I was watching, I was like, man, somebody ought to write a novel from Mary's perspective, <laughs> except it would be the most depressing novel because like, there is no way that bitch gets married. Oh yeah. Like, no, I, yeah, I have, I, about it's like, I have empathy for her, but also mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, could you just try? Yeah. Could you even try a little bit? <laughs> like everybody else is pulling their weight, but you you are dragging it down. Yeah. Uh, well, and I previously, you know, years ago, put on Facebook or something that I wanted somebody to write mistakes my sisters made, the uh, Kitty story. Oh, maybe I'm just co-opting your thoughts. Well, oh wait, no, you said Kitty, not Mary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the I I like that as a joke because Kitty has no character at all. Like she's uh, she frequently giggles. <laughs> she is around. Yeah. She gets her hat. Her bonnet stolen by Lydia in damn near the first scene of this yeah, this that, mini series. That is true. She uh she she's fine. Yeah, she's perfectly fine. I have nothing <laughs> against her. See, if we didn't have to work, we could write these things. That's true. Uh, there's a lot we could do. There's a lot we could do. Curse you, late stage capitalism. God, right? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I feel like there were ways to squeak by before. <laughs> Anyway, so I was looking up Pride and Prejudice on Wikipedia, and I was just looking at all the different adaptations because I was curious whether there had been um, a film adaptation prior to this one. There was a 1980 television adaptation. Mm-hmm. I forget who was in it. Nobody cool. Um, and then there was a – God, I think it was maybe in the 50s, a Laurence Olivier version, mm-hmm. um, which I've never – like, and I, I don't even ca- – I, I don't no. want to see it. No. I don't care. No. Why would I care? I got this version. I got this version. I got the Kira Knightley version. Yeah. I got Bridget Jones's Diary. That's all I need. That's right. You're all set. Uh, but there are so many novels oh, yeah. that are reworkings of this story. Yeah. It is bananas. Yeah. It is. I'm like, serious. Like, people, can we get, find a different well? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we'll be. We- did we do that for the podcast, that Death at Pemberley thing? We did. Yeah. It was real bad. Yeah, it was. Uh, and that's based on a book. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Reese was in it, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> was Matthew Good also in it? So, Matthew yeah. Reese and Matthew Good. God damn it. Yeah. God, thanks a, thanks a lot, Death at Pemberley. <laughs> Look what you did to my beautiful baby boys. <laughs> No, and it's just because it's actually, like, it's not that interesting of a story. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm watching yeah, it this time, and I'm like, this is, 
I mean, it's just making me sad. Yeah. Like, talk about late stage capitalism. I'm yeah. like, wow. Like, somehow the import, and I don't know if it's because we got divorced and I have a totally different view on, like, mm-hmm. life and marriage mm-hmm. now. But I'm like, this is, this is all really sad. And I think maybe Charlotte Lucas is the only person who's a decent human being in this thing. Yeah. I like, know, I know. She's pretty great. She's like, she's like a cyborg. She's like a Regency cyborg. <laughs> she's like, bleep lorp. Great. Somebody's just now starting to write a new adaptation of Pride and Prejudice with cyborg. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got two going. Three if I swipe your idea. You won't mind. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll uh, publish it under the Up Yours Downstairs imprint and we can share the profits. That's right. <laughs> Or, you know, yeah, that, that sounds great. I'm just always amazed that there is this, you know, codification of fan fiction in literature. Mm-hmm. You know what I Like, uh, like an I, Claudius, it, you know, it's always more respectable if a man does it. Well, sure. Um, but it's just like, get your own ideas, people. Like, these are the same people who are like, why is every movie a sequel? Yeah. How come nobody has an original idea anymore? It's like, bitch, human beings aren't good at stuff. Right. Although, I mean, I will say, you know, speaking of this story, I mean, it's just a complete, the basic plot is just a, the basic Shakespeare rom-com plot where you've got the nice couple mm-hmm. that has ridiculous things get in their way and then the, you know, Beatrice and Benedict. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Benedict. Sure. Like dick as in Benedict is a real dick. <laughs> That's Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, that Shakespeare. <laughs> I just. Every time he was writing a line of Benedict's dialogue, being like, hey. <laughs> "Nice." <laughs> oh, Shakespeare! No, and and this this is a story that people freaking love. They do. Why do they love it so much? I don't know. I love. It I like much. it fine. Yeah. I'm not trying no, no. to. I'm just like, but people are obsessed with it. Yeah. And you know, I again, I'm looking at. The, I'm like, wow, Elizabeth Bennett isn't a good person at the beginning of this. Like Darcy isn't either, but it's like, I feel like there's always this sort of, um, there's this impulse to be like, well, she's fine. But like, she's a dick. Yeah. She's not nice. No, I've got several instances of my notes where I was like, uh, Liz, these people are telling you the truth and you should listen to them. Oh my God. Well, in these two episodes in particular, cause I'm like, Hey, you need to cool it. Yeah. You don't have a big enough dowry to be this big of an asshole. (laughs) I mean, and she's not helped by the example that her father sets her. No, indeed. Oh, okay. Why don't we just get into it? Let's get into it. Let's make it happen. All right. So we start out, oh my gosh. So the credits, they're so quaint. Yes, they are. They're so quaint. It's like, were we ever so young that classical music under some rando doing embroidery was fine for a credit sequence? Right. Well, and also by the, just a quick note, we're watching this on the DVD release. Which, uh, how bare bones is it? Not only does it not have subtitles, it does not have, the three episodes just run together. There's no credits. Uh, well, there's no end credits. Yeah. But there were the beginning credits, but then, like, I, I watched into the third episode, because we're only covering the first two episodes in this recording sesh. (gasps) Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. (laughs) But, like, well, because it also, the second episode ends in a very weird place. It does, yeah. And, like, the resolution of the second episode is yeah. right at the beginning of the third episode. Yeah, you have to be on your toes because the only way you can tell is that each of the episodes ends on, like, a freeze frame. <laughs> it's very Degrassi. 
<laughs> Mr. Collins is a social disease. God, he is. I got to st- I've referenced that in the Handmaid's Tale podcast as well. Like I, <laughs> what the finest moment in Western? Yes, yes. thank you. <laughs> I like how it has virtue or whatever. Uh, anyway, and and you know when we get into it, the production—it's just so weird how things age. Because I'm sure, had we been watching this in 1995, mm-hmm. we would have been like, "Wow." look at these production values yeah. and like I'm watching this and yeah. granted I'm watching my laptop, which may not be sure. the best, uh, the best screen to see it. But I'm yeah. just like, uh, yeah. I'm like, what is this? One of those free BBC Shakespeare things that we had to watch during college. Yeah. I understand. And I'm always like, are the costumes terrible or was just fashion terrible or, you know, both. <sighs> I think the costumes are fine. They do feel very regional theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Regency fashion is awful. Yeah. Except for Caroline Bingley, which we'll get to. I am like, I am, I am like, now, see, my adaptation is going to be Caroline Bingley and Charlotte Lucas just fucking gaming the Regency (laughs) system. That is what I will write about. Yeah. Well, Caroline's not as good as gaming as as Charlotte Lucas. That's true. She's not. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll continue recapping. Yes, we will continue to recap. (laughs) Um, yeah, so we open, interestingly enough, with uh, Darcy and Bingley, as opposed to Liz. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're riding on horses, and they look at a house, and uh, yeah, they're gonna, uh, Bingley's going to take it, and we see Liz looking at them and kind of doing the smirk that she does. I was, every time I watch this, I'm like, why the fuck is this six hours long? Yeah. I have figured it out. Yeah. It is because... Every two minutes, there is an extended close-up of a reaction that Jennifer Ailey is having. Yeah. Also, needless cuts to Lydia giggling. <laughs> right. Like, that is what made... Like, this whole thing would be two and a half hours, yeah. except for that. Yeah, I understand. But, you know, I always like Jennifer Ailey reacting to things. I know. So. I always want to watch Contagion. <laughs> I know. Like, mean. all the time. I understand. Like, all it takes is the barest suggestion of Jennifer Ailey. And I'm like, God, I want to, and he can't find it anywhere. It's not streaming. Right. Well, Steven Soderbergh seems like a real, like, yeah, that's true. Dick about that sort of thing. So, yeah. And I also, I mean, one of the things about it that I was sort of watching for is just interesting to see how, you know, it's a very faithful adaptation. So what is Andrew Davies bringing into it? Um, What is, because I feel like mainly what he's bringing into it is telegraphing everything. (laughs) I understand, but I mean, I feel like that's sort of how the book is. And I think that, um, you know, one thing he brings in, I think, is he plays up the idea of Liz as, uh, like, romantic in the sort of Byron sense. No, and and that gets brought up by Charlotte later. And I agree. And again, given the year we've had, I'm feeling very uncharitable towards this. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Um, and I did see a couple more things that later that I'll I'll say when we get to it. Okay. So we get into the Bennett home, and uh, Kitty and Lydia are fighting over a hat. Uh, it is Kitty's hat. Yes. That is unequivocally true. Right. Lydia's like, yeah, but it looks better on me. And Mrs. Bennett does nothing. Yeah. She, she, one of the things I saw on Wikipedia is that, and I didn't, I didn't look to see if this was cited anywhere, but like some medical journal of psychiatry uh, suggested that Mrs. Bennett had a rare genetic disorder, and that is why she was the way she was, and why her daughters are so very silly. 
They are quite silly. I also they found out that some scientists found a particular compound in uh, rat urine that they named Darson because females were very attracted to it. So, listen, everybody, get off Pride and Prejudice's jaw. <laughs> this is too much. Keep it out of your rat urine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this yeah. scene just... Confirms for me once again, thank God I had no sisters. Like, this looks horrible, horrible to me. And I love women. Mm-hmm. I like girls. Like, I am pro my gender. Yes. However, this shit needs to stop, ladies. Like, whatever this is that we're doing, we'll quit it. Yeah. It could be rough. It's, uh, it's certainly rough on Kitty. It is very rough on Kitty. <laughs> she doesn't have a hat. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the next scene we see church breaking up and Mrs. Bennett hearing the news and then rushing up to announce to everybody that Bingley is in town. Well, she rushes up to announce it to Mr. Bennett, who is a real asshole. Like, uh, what a horrible marriage between these two. Like, I, and like, and again, like you're like, my first exposure is like, oh, Mr. Bennett, he's a cool dad. And I'm like, actually, for somebody whose entire estate has been entailed away from him, You're not doing your family any favors here, buddy. Yeah. No, it's true. And, I mean, it's why, you know, it's why Liz isn't a good person to be Yeah. You know, because her dad just lets her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, it's... How did Jane happen? <laughs> well, she's just so... I mean, that's... She's just so nice and dumb that she just doesn't, yeah. you know... She's a dumb, nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all she is. Yeah. And apparently very pretty. Right. <laughs> I know, man. Look, and yeah. it, this is the problem with every adaptation of this, yeah. is that Jane has to be more beautiful than Elizabeth, even though that is never the case. Right. Yeah. It is never... And in this one in particular, she looks like a giraffe. Yeah. This is... Yeah. I mean, there's just... There's no way around it. It's... It's like, is it is it because she's blonde? I mean, yeah. I don't know that's, what Regency people were into. It, no, apparently that's it. That's the whole criteria yeah you know they just you know look at the back of your head from across the room and then they have to decide whether they're going to marry you (laughs) again (laughs) this is why my sense of romance is all messed up because it's like yeah all right cool we're gonna get like even when it's not and like it's not even a thing that's gonna happen you know what i mean yeah Uh, yeah i have therapy again soon don't worry (laughs) yeah no and i mean you know, because Ms. Ms. Bennett is like, oh, you do take pleasure in vexing me. And I'm like, yeah, he does. That's- it's all he has left. <laughs> right. Mrs. Bennett is like old British Rebecca Bunch <laughs> from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, I see where this is going. Yeah. Um, also, interestingly enough, the woman who plays her, I can't remember her name off the top of my head suddenly, but she also played Kendall Malone in Orphan Black. The mother of uh, Mrs. S, yes. Maria Doyle Kennedy's character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a- oh, I did a lot of IMDb-ing last night. Nice. Honestly, it's been a long time since I've been this thorough. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, we haven't podcasted in a while. I better try. <laughs> well, good thinking. Oh, well, Mrs. Bennett wants Mr. Bennett to go visit Bingley. Right. And he's like, I'm not going to. And it's like, dude, uh, fuck you, dude. Yeah. You're the worst. Yeah. No, and all the reaction shots of Liz and Jane being like, oh, he's sure pissing our mother off. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I wish someone would invent cable. (laughs) 
yeah. That's the thing that always strikes me in, in Regency set things mm-hmm. because God, it must've been boring. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And like wherever you were, like TV was everybody being in the same room after dinner. <laughs> that yeah. was all you got. Yeah. And whether you wanted to or not, you had to go mm-hmm. barf. Yeah. Yeah. Can't even play gem drop. <laughs> not without some actual gems. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't have enough money. <laughs> yeah. I bet Caroline Bingley plays <laughs> gem drop. <laughs> she does seem the type. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then Liz and Jane in their bedroom, you know, discuss marriage. And this is where Liz is like, oh, you know, I could only marry for love. So uh, I'm just going to not be married forever and live off you because you have to marry somebody. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty solid plan. <laughs> yeah. IMO. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty great plan. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe there is value in having a sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And we see Mr. Bennett drinking. I, another thing I felt like I noticed a lot was he really focuses on the amount of alcohol that people are drinking. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, and it focuses on, but, you know. I didn't because yeah. I don't see alcohol anymore. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, um, like, Mr. Lucas, of course, gets hammered and. Um, uh, yeah, capital notion. <laughs> and there's just background scenes in, like, the various parties. And, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Um, and yeah, and Liz looks in the mirror and contemplates uh, life in Regency England. <laughs> so uh, all the girls are together and discussing Mr. Bingley's having a ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lydia and uh, Kitty just heard about it, and so they're rushing in. Yeah. And I mean, again, a ball. A ball is like HBO. Yeah. So okay, so TV drawing room. Yes. Uh, cable getting hammered a ball hbo yeah (laughs) tops out there and uh kitty coughs yeah it's just a ridiculous thing in that scene that i know like like she just like coughs in the middle of the scene and then like lydia gets super mad at her for coughing that's what i'm saying there's all this extraneous bullshit in here that does not need to be in here uh so anyway uh mrs bennett is all like oh are we gonna be invited <laughs> and all you know she's being all crazy and then yeah. mr bennett is like hey everybody chillax i totally went up there and was like would you please marry one of my fucking daughters dude <laughs> i mean he didn't say that right. but why else does anybody call on anybody in regency england yeah i know will you marry my penniless daughters <laughs> no all right <laughs> bye <laughs> yeah except it takes months to have that conversation <laughs> Um, so yeah, the ball is taking place at the Red Lion. Um, and I mean, it's not really Bingley throwing it, it's somebody else, but like, it's to welcome him. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, and so we, now we meet Caroline, who is the prettiest woman in, uh, this show. Like. Uh, is she? I think so. Really? I think so. I think she's too point. She looks like a rat face to me. I get what you're saying, but who are you going to say like otherwise? Uh, Jennifer Ailey. You know, fine. I mean, I get it, but... All right, okay. Yeah. Look, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Right. Um, but anyway, I mean, regardless, it is really, like, the the casting is good in the, in the sense that the London people, like, the women in particular, uh-huh. like, just are on another plane. I think Louise is prettier than Caroline. Okay. I mean, whatever. This, is, this got uh, more uh, intense than I expected. Look, uh, I've seen this a lot of times, so yeah. I picked up on a bunch of crap that I've never picked up on before. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, she like rolls her eyes and is like, oh, are we going to be safe here? Um, and yeah, and so we get a whole bunch of dancing, like you do in a six hour miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> so much dancing. Yeah. They dance a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to, I want to do a two and a half hour cut of this movie. Yeah. Um, and people keep trying to get him to, and he won't. I wrote down that Darcy equals me at homecoming. <laughs> uh, Darcy's such a fucking hipster. Oh, yeah. He's such a hipster. I mean, they're all hipsters, the London people. Because right, right. Well, and they all keep being like, oh, well, Bingley, anyways, like, Hertfordshire is delightful. I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like, this place blows. Yeah. Like, what did you think it was going to be? Like a, like a water pump and a horse? <laughs> yeah, but, you know. People live here. <laughs> Bingley's just, you know, like, he's just like a puppy. Like He is like a puppy. Yeah. He loves everyone and everything, including Jane. He sees Jane, and he is just like, ha, ha, ha. he just loves her. Yeah. And Jane is uh, inert, like a gas. <laughs> uh, and I guess he's into that. Yeah, apparently so. He's very into people who just sort of smile and are like, oh my God, please don't know how dumb I am. <laughs> Because he understands that struggle. He does. <laughs> so uh, the Bennett women all recap the dance and are like, ooh, you know, Bingley like Jane. Like, yeah. this is cool. This could be it. This could be it, ladies. <laughs> this could be our ticket out of the poorhouse. Yeah. And uh, they all talk about uh, how much they don't like Darcy. Mm-hmm. And Darcy, is it this scene where he was going to dance with her? Or Right, right, right. So Bingley was like, brah, why are you so sucky like quit quit sucking and darcy's like these women are all like soups ugly yeah and bingley like and they're in earshot of elizabeth darcy and they're like and bingley's like oh she's not so bad and darcy's (laughs) like ugh, like she's not so not bad that i want to dance with her okay so like bye yeah um and yeah i just wrote down ailey because (laughs) she you know her facial expressions are great yeah yeah whether you, whether you think she's a good person or not at this point, <laughs> cannot be denied her performance is phenomenal. Yeah. There was a cutaway to the servants drinking out in the alley and, like, making fun of the music, uh, which was one other thing. I, I do feel like he tries to work the existence of servants in a little bit more, whereas in, you know, in the actual book, like, they're... No, I didn't even realize that Longbourn... Because, like, all they do at Longbourn is talk about how poor they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, but you have servants and shit. Yeah. Like, you're not poor. <laughs> uh, incidentally, one of the many uh, novels based on Pride and Prejudice is called Longbourn. And it is about the servants at Longbourn. <laughs> Great. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. The more you know... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then we also see the London people recapping the dance. And they're like, oh my god, you guys. Yeah. Where are we? Yeah. Why is this happening? It's, uh, you know, just like when uh, we go to Ohio and then come back. Yeah, it is. And we're like, you guys. Yeah. You would not believe how <laughs> ugly everybody is. Right. And they talk about how Jane is supposedly a famous local beauty. They talk about er, oh, Elizabeth. Liz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they are all pro-Jane. They're like basically like, okay... Everybody else sucks. Jane can sit with us at lunch. Yeah. So they yeah. they have decided that she is dumb and beautiful enough to uh, be acceptable to them. Right. Right. Yeah. Dumb and beautiful enough, but not so beautiful that it's challenging to them. True. And yeah. Now, yeah, because that's where Darcy is like, oh, actually, I think that Liz has fine eyes. Uh huh. And Carolyn's like, oh my fucking god. 
<gasps> I'm so team Caroline. I'm like, she's put in the work. She has molded her personality to suit you. Yeah. What else is a woman supposed to do in this crazy mixed up world of ours? Look at her clothes, man. They are dope. Yeah. So Liz and Jane walk in the garden and they talk about Bingley and Liz is like, he's great. You're great. You're both great. Go and get, this is the day after. And they're like, you should marry him. Cause like, and again, this is, this is what I'm trying to say about like romance and love and stuff. Mm -hmm. My attitude has always been like, I better get this right now because it's going to go away. Yeah. But like, that's not how the world is anymore. I mean, they're right to do this. Right. I mean, they're They're right to do this. Yeah. Bingley is going to get away. Yeah. Like, He's very rich. There's a lot of people coming for the bing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then they make fun of Mr. Darcy for being an asshole. Right. Which, what was interesting to me was like how they're all just so like, oh, lighthearted. Ha 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 ha. And it was just like, which is fine, but it's just like, yeah, he insulted you to your face, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you know, like, she doesn't let, it's not like they're acting like, oh, that hurt my feelings or whatever, because they just can't think about it. Like, they just gotta be like. They're gonna have to, look, yeah. your social circle is so small. If you start thinking about stuff, <laughs> you're gonna go bananas, and that is showtime. No, stars. <laughs> take that, stars. They'll take what they can get. They will. <laughs> Oh, aren't they doing that American Gods adaptation? Yeah, they are. Fuck you, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> you and your stupid adult fiction that I hate. <laughs> but Gillian Anderson's in it. Look, this is this is something you're going to have to resolve for yourself. Oh, God damn it. I hate resolving things for myself. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> so uh, we the, cut to some random party, uh, and uh, it's to welcome the colonel of the new regiment that's in town. Great. Yeah. Um in the Napoleonic Wars, presumably, yes. which are not mentioned, right? Not even once. Well, actually, in this conversation, is sort of there's some like aside thing about you're going to keep the French from marching into Hertfordshire or something, and he's like, uh, oh, "We're just here to, you know, uh, train the soldiers and for the officers to party." Like, <laughs> Man, the army sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and Darcy is there and just fucking hates. He's him. so Everything. emo. Yeah, he is just and, well, and credit must be given. So it's it's Jennifer Ailey's reactions. It's Lydia's giggling and Darcy just looking pained. Yeah, well, like, and smoldering yes. and pained and smoldering. <laughs> well, this Mr. Lucas talks to him and is just embarrassing. And there's a great like Charlotte Lucas actually has a great little side eye to her dad uh-huh. during it that I just really liked. Um, and Darcy just being like, oh my god, like, how did, how, what did you do to deserve this? <laughs> how did you get to be here? <laughs> do you remember the choices? <laughs> yeah, uh, Mary, poor Mary, uh, is playing the piano, and then suddenly, uh, uh, Lydia wants to dance, and so she's like, oh, stop it, play it, Jake. And Mary's like, I was not done. And her mom is like, oh, stop it. Nobody wants any of your concertos. Woof. Yeah. They're so mean to her. I know. They're so mean to her. It's awful. And, like, she kind of deserves it because she's awful. <laughs> but at the same time, she has acne, and I totally empathize with that. Yeah. Yeah. But also, could you try? <laughs> 
She God. is trying. That's the tragedy of it. God. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why nobody's ever written that book, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like nobody wants to be that depressed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we established that Bingley's still definitely into Jane. And uh, Darcy actually offers uh, to dance with Liz. And she's like, uh, no. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to. Yeah, you're I, you're mean. Yeah, she swore she would never dance with him, and uh, she's going to stand by him. <sighs> yeah, I decided, you know, the the moral of Pride and Prejudice is that people change and everyone is wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's a bitter pill to swallow. Yeah. Caroline throws the fine eyes line back at Darcy, and he's like, what? No, I'm still right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I don't think he said anything about her fine eyes before. I think this is the oh, first time that he time? says it okay. because right. okay. she comes up and she's like, I'm, I'm sure I know what you're thinking. And he's like, no, like yeah. he is just not that into you, Caroline Bingley. Yeah. And I respect you and the choices that you have made, yeah. but he is not going to make you the mistress of Pemberley. Yeah. Like that is just not, it's not on. He's yeah. not interested. You're his friend's sister. Yeah. He does not think of you that way. Yeah. Anyway, but he says he he was thinking about the way a fine, a pair of fine eyes, something, something, a face. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, and she's, she's one of the few people on here that gets like insulted and is smart enough to detect it when it's happening. Yeah. So like, it's interesting that she just gets different reactions than other people. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, I think, a conversation with Caroline, or sorry, with uh, Charlotte that in this scene between the uh, her and uh, Liz, yeah, because they're like best friends. Yeah, they are. And uh, sh- how she says that like uh, happiness in marriage is mostly a matter of chance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, you really should be listening, Liz. Charlotte is telling you the truth about your life. But, yeah, eh. but she's not. Yeah, she's too busy making up her own narrative. Mm-hmm. So the next day at breakfast, uh, there's a letter from Caroline Bingley inviting Jane to have lunch mm-hmm. at uh, what's it called? North uh, something Nether- long bo- no Netherfield. Netherfield yeah. Good lord, <laughs> that was exciting. That was a long way to get to a very mundane detail. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and so the it's like Caroline's filmed like almost at a horror movie angle at this. It's like, yeah. You know, from below, um, and they're just like, yeah, they're like interrogating Jane or whatever to see if he's if she's a, a suitable match. Yeah. So Jane's riding in the rain and she does not look pleased. Like she has been pimped out by her mother, essentially. Yeah, she really has. And Liz is like, oh, this doesn't seem great. Yeah. And then uh, Jane is dining with the Bingleys and oh my God. So like Louisa and Caroline are grilling her and they're like, oh, what's up with this uncle we hear you have? Uh, he lives in London. What part? And mm. like she tells them it's Grace Church, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, but Jane uh, has taken very ill yeah. in the rain. And uh, basically falls into her place. And Caroline's just like, for God's sake. Yeah. And, you know, gets the butler to to get her carted off to a room. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I will say, however, I just want to I just want to point out that uh, for Mrs. Bennett, I think that, A, I mean, she's the only one trying to actually save her children from poverty. Unlike Mr. Bennett, who apparently doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, and B, like, she's totally successful. Oh, yeah. She's very successful. Like, she's, you know, not wrong to try to get Jane in Bingley's company as much as possible. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Anyway. I mean, I'm sorry that Jane got sick. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was for the greater good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so at breakfast at uh, Longbourn, they discuss Jane's illness, and you know, Mister Bennett gives Mrs. Bennett shit about it, and she's like, "Oh, nobody ever dies of a fever," and I'm like, "Yeah, they do they, all the time." Yeah. Well, she says of a trifling cold. A trifling cold. But right. I'm also like, "You're not living at a time where identifying a trifling cold <laughs> is going that well. Like, this yeah. is not." The time to f- play fast and loose with your child's health. Yeah. Uh, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bennett's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Vaccinate your children. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's agreed that Liz will go over and it's decided that she will walk because it's only three miles and she would quite enjoy that. Uh, and Lydia and Kitty will come along to the village so they can uh, stare at uh, soldiers. Uh, you mean Denny? <laughs> They are, like, obsessed with him. They're obsessed with everyone, you know, from week to week. It's a new obsession. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, they, they walk off. Lydia and Kitty uh, run off off the leash in Meryton. And Liz has a happy walk. You know, she's like, oh, there's mud on my uh, skirt. Ha, ha, ha. I'm so carefree. Uh, and then uh, meets Darcy and out in front of... Netherfield, and it's uh, semi awkward. Yes, well, she's covered in mud. Right. <laughs> so Liz sits in with Jane, and then we see the Bingleys all talking shit about, well, except for uh, Mister Bingley, right, who's right. like, "You guys, she is nice. <laughs> she loves her sister. She was like, she's sick. I'm gonna come see her." Yeah. And everybody else is like, "Mud." <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> So it's decided that Liz will stay overnight with Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they they do some shooting, apparently. and uh, Why else would you have a country estate? Well, right. And basically Liz just, you know, hangs out with Jane and, you know. Is sick. Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is she even that sick, though? <laughs> she seems fine. <laughs> Shut up, Bobby. You're fine. <laughs> um... Yeah, so then she heads to meet the company, uh, but she hears activity in the billiards room, and it's Mr. Darcy, and she's like, mm. Yeah, there's definitely some female gaze in this show. There is definitely. Oh, eyeliner. Eyeliner was like, I know what the ladies like. <laughs> Colin Firth. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so then she goes to the drawing room to have a scene there. Well, they get into a whole thing about what makes an accomplished lady. Right. And Mr. Darcy is like, uh, yeah, everybody sucks. Women are dumb. I don't even think I know six accomplished women. Yeah. And uh, Liz is like, oh, I didn't think you would know any because you're such a dick. <laughs> but he likes women that read and Liz is reading. Yeah. So it's like, uh, something's happening here. What is it? Is it attraction? Who knows? It's Regency England. Everybody's wearing a gunny sack. Uh, so yeah, uh, but it really, you know, it goes all right. Like Liz is, you know, keeping up the conversation and, and, you know, firing back. I mean, you know, you, you can say at least, you know, whether or not her father should have raised her to be quite so tart, uh, or pert, I believe they refer to her opinions a bit later. Uh, you know, it does make her, uh, you know, at least a C plus drawing room companion. Yes. 
She may not have the clothes. She may not have the titles, but she's got the zingers. Lizzie, this fall on CBS. I swear to God, that is exactly the type shit CBS would try. They would be like, yeah, women 18 to 34 will love this. And we'll be like, you're CBS. People from 18 to 34 aren't even legally allowed to watch this channel. We don't make the laws. We just are oppressed by them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Mrs. Bennett and the other uh, Bennetts arrive and are hideously embarrassing. Uh, so we see Darcy taking a bath because uh, Eyeliner has uncovered the secret of the universe, <laughs> which is Colin Firth plus water equals profit. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, man. I... Uh... Oh, I forgot some notes that I made. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. These are hilarious. Okay. Number one, who let kids at that party? <laughs> yeah. Number two, Miss Bingley is the Regina George of the Mean Girls of uh, of the Bingley household. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, Mrs. Forrester, who we see a bit more later, mm. she's married to Colonel Forrester. Right. And when you look at that, you're like, wow, that is an upsetting age difference. <laughs> Colonel Forrester and Mrs. Forrester. Because I, I was like, because I was like, is that his daughter or his wife? And it was like, whoops. Uh, anyway, she's played by Victoria Hamilton, who played the Queen Mum in The Crown, or I guess continues to play. Uh, Although I don't want to recap that second season if it's all about stupid Philip Mountbatten. I know. Like, what the F, dude? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, you have Claire Foy. Yeah. God's gift to the BBC and the world, (laughs) Claire Foy. (sighs) Anyway, that's not for this podcast. No, it's not. Um, I already said about Charlotte being a cyborg. And oh yeah, um, Liz learned on her walk what I learned all the time, which is that maxi dresses are very impractical on a rainy day. <laughs> of course, she has no choice. I wear maxi dresses uh, because I can, yeah. not because I have to. Yeah. Not because my ankles will send men into paroxysms of arousal. <laughs> Although I have very attractive ankles. It should be noted. That's true. Um yeah, so uh, Liz is sitting around reading a book in the drawing room, and Caroline tries to get Darcy's attention, but I forget what it is. Well, she's just like, oh, come take a turn around the room with me. And I'm like, y'all need, yeah. y'all need help. Yeah. This is, this is a not. Turn around the room. They do this in Sense and Sensibility also. Well, and usually it's like, oh, I have to tell you a secret. Mm. Lucy Steele style. <laughs> um, but this is literally. Mr. Darcy is because Caroline's like, oh, come join us. He's like, no, the whole reason you're doing this is that your figures look better when you're walking around. So it would defeat the whole purpose of this. <laughs> and Caroline Bingley's like, oh, <laughs> she's like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she would have gotten away with it, too. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, Bennett's and your mangy Darcy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Jane's better enough, so they're heading home, and, uh, Jane and Liz discuss that, uh, like, Liz claims to be glad to not have to hang around with Darcy anymore, and Darcy claims to be glad to not have to hang around with her anymore. Boy, I bet they're never gonna get married. Right. It seems extremely unlikely. It certainly does. (laughs) Although, you know, in watching this, 
Um, I was thinking, and we're going to meet Mr. Collins in the next episode, but it's a real fine line between the two of them, honestly. <laughs> it's like physical attractiveness and like knowing when to not talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I just, I feel bad for Miss Bingley because she was like pretending to read a book uh-huh. after, after <laughs> Mr. Darcy was like, I like women who read. I was like, you go, you fake geek girl. You get that real geek dick. <laughs> But Darcy's not, he doesn't even seem like he's a reader, you know? Yeah. He's mostly like a flouncer. He has a lot of flouncer. And a pouty. Yeah. He's a pouty man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just standing in the middle of a room looking unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, living the dream, you mean? <laughs> if you had an OK Cupid profile, that would be, what are you doing on a Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> Do the kids still use OK Cupid? <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> I guess we could go on and find out. I suppose that's true. <laughs> that's my status in all caps. Who's on here? <laughs> Is this for dating? <laughs> Listen, I'm enjoying being single. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode of Pride and Prejudice. That's right. The first one. Yes. If you want to hear about the second one, Hive thee on to Patreon, yon gentle persons. We gotta, we gotta put an end. Shut it down. Until next time, up yours downstairs, luncheon out. <laughs>